You're listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. Midtown Church is a family loved and served by God, compelled to love and serve each other and Austin with God. Learn more at midtownaustin.org. Well, uh, how are y'all doing? Doing all right out there? Good. It's alive? Y'all are alive? That's great. If I hadn't a chance to meet you yet, my name is Jake and I'm the lead pastor here at Midtown Church. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you are new, uh, you just need to know, uh, so are most of most of the rest of us. This is actually just uh, our second Sunday at uh, Red River Church for, for Midtown. And so last Sunday, Midtown moved into this, this building to make it our, our church home thanks to the generosity of God and the generosity of Red River Church. And for that, we are just feeling so extremely blessed by God. And uh, this morning, I want to actually talk about that, this idea of being blessed by God. I know that this word blessed is a little bit of a church word, right? I mean, if you are outside of the church, you probably don't talk about being blessed real often unless someone sneezes, right? Or if you're from the South, maybe uh, if you see someone do something really stupid, you'll say something like, uh, you know, bless his heart, right? But uh, other than that... um, we don't usually use that word too much outside of church, but in the church, we, we talk about being blessed because it's, it's a biblical word. Like, did you know that in the book of Genesis, the word, uh, Hebrew word for blessed, which is the word barak, is actually used 62 times. Like, it's a major theme of the very first book of the Bible. And so we talk often about being blessed, and that's good because it's a biblical term. But the problem is, often we have an unbiblical understanding of why God blesses us. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Because it's a big deal when we have an unbiblical understanding of why God blesses us. Because it, it, that unbiblical understanding leads to a misunderstanding regarding uh, why, how God relates to us. And it causes us to miss out on much of what God is doing in the world and wants us to partner with him uh, in. And so I don't want us to under, misunderstand why God blesses us. And so we're going to lean into that this morning. Why does God bless us? And how should we respond to God's blessing? So uh, I, let's begin with this idea of, uh, you know, why does God bless us? And the uh, first thing that I want to point out to us today is that God blesses us because he is good. And God blesses us because he is good. It's not because we are so good that we earned his blessing. So let's take, for example, uh, Midtown Church getting to move in to this building to be uh, our church home. For that, we might say, oh, well, you know, God saw how awesome we are. And uh, he just took notice of how great Midtown Church is. And so he's like, you know what? I I owe those guys a blessing. I'm going to bless them with a new church home. If you, that's what you think, then uh, <laughs> that's why I'm talking to you today. Because that's an unbiblical understanding of why God blesses us. God does not bless us based on the good that we do or what we have earned. God's not ever obligated to bless us uh, because of, of how we're behaving or whatever. God blesses based on his goodness, not our goodness. And that goes for all the blessings that God gives us. Not just this church building, but also uh, you know, your job, how, roof over your head, family, friends, on and on. All the blessings that we have are actually good gifts from our perfect Father who blesses us based on his goodness. 
And we see this, actually, uh, God doing this from the very beginning of the pages of Scripture. In fact, depending on your font size, uh, in page one or page two of Scripture, we see that God leads out with blessing. Let me show you. In Genesis 1, 20, uh, 27 and 28, um, the, uh, it, we're told when God's creating humankind, it says, uh, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God, what? Blessed them. Absolutely. Now, let me ask this. Um, had we done anything to deserve that blessing? Has humankind done anything to deserve that blessing? No, we were fresh on the scene. Like, it's the very first thing. He creates us, and then he blesses us. We hadn't even had an opportunity to earn his blessing. God leads out with blessing. Why? Because he is a good God. And that is uh, something that I want us to all recognize because when you think that God blesses you based on your behavior, then when God blesses you, you just see it as him giving you what he, what he owes you. And that will really mess up your view of God. But when you recognize that God blesses you based on his goodness, not yours, then you'll see, man, God is amazing. God is so good. And guys, he is. He's so good. But here's the thing. That even though God led out with blessing, from the very beginning of creation, tragically, mankind, humankind, Adam and Eve, uh, question God's goodness from the beginning. In Genesis chapter 3, we're told when the enemy, the serpent, comes to them, he, question, he, calls, he causes them the question, like, is God holding out on you? Is God really good? Can he really be trusted? And tragically, they gave in to that lie. They bought the lie that God actually isn't good, that he's holding out on them. And what happened at that point is that huh, we were separated from God. That we turned our own way. That Adam and Eve, not trusting God's good word, decided to define good and evil on their own terms, to do their own thing. They walked away from God. They were separated from God. Sin, brokenness, death enters God's good world, and so does the curse. And the uncomfortable truth is, from that point on, from Genesis 3 on in Scripture, if God gave us what we deserved, he would give us a curse, not a blessing. Sorry, this mic is... Uh, Making things interesting for us. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. The, um, our other mics got uh, misplaced or stolen this week, so here we are. So you just have to roll with it. We'll roll with it. Uh, we'll see how this goes. All right. But um, the, the <laughs> that's just so funny. Okay. Um, so where were we? Tragedy. That's where we were. Tragedy. Tragedy of the mic. Tragedy of sin and death. And in the world, we deserve God's curse, not his blessing. And God gives us what we deserve. But here's the thing. In the passage, Brenda, first passage Brenda read for us today, Genesis 12, what do we see God do? Based on God's goodness and his grace, he again initiates, he leads out with blessing. And he comes to Abram, who will later be known as Abraham. And he calls on him, and he blesses Abraham. Now, up to this point, for a little context here, in the book of Genesis, the first 11 chapters, like we don't know anything about Abraham except the very end of chapter 11, we know that he's the son of Torah. 
That's it. We don't know anything about, is he a good person? Is he a bad person? What's his life like? Is he, you know, we, don't, we don't know anything about him. And that's purposeful. Because God doesn't bless us based on what we do, but based on his goodness. And so he comes to Abraham. He initiates. He leads with blessing because God is good. And he blesses Abraham. That's the first idea I want us to get. Why does God bless us? Because God is good. But in that Genesis 12 passage, we also see another reason for why God blesses us. I want you to see it for yourself. So let me read that, uh, these verses again. Genesis 12 verse 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that, key, key phrase, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Okay, what I want you to see from this is that the second reason for why God blesses us, or anyone for that matter, why God blesses is because he is up to something good. That God blesses us because he is good, and he blesses us because he is up to something good. And what's he up to? Well, to put it in a like, simple, simplified way, he is working to restore the world. He's working to set everything right. That He's working to reverse the curse and renew creation. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the biblical story, then that might feel like a little bit of a stretch that I'm reading all that into these three verses. But God, what God is doing here when he blesses Abraham is that he was inaugurating his plan to rescue and bless the rebellious world through Abram's or Abraham's family, which would become the nation of Israel, from, from, from which eventually would come the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus all the families or all the nations of the world would be blessed. See, this is the point that the Apostle Paul makes in Galatians chapter 3. For in that passage, as Paul is writing about the gospel of Jesus Christ, he says that the coming of Christ is, God's, is the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Look back at verse 8 with me. Here's what it says. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, which just means everyone who's not, not just from the line of Abraham, not just the Jewish people, but you know, all the nations of the world, that, that seeing, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, and specifically in context here, faith in Jesus, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. See, the point is that when God blessed Abraham, he wasn't just blessing Abraham, that he was blessing him in order to bring his blessing to the nations, to the entire world, that he was blessing Abraham because he was up to something good, something great, something much bigger than just Abraham and his family. And friends, that's why God blesses. It's because he's up to something good, the restoration of the world. And because he is good, 
Not because we earned it. That's what he's bringing about. In fact, to go back to that idea that God blesses because he is good, uh, I want you to notice how in Galatians 3, Paul really stresses that point. If you go back to look at verse 10, it says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Or put another way, if it's up to us to earn God's blessing by keeping the law perfectly, then we're doomed. Just like this mic and probably this sermon. So, you know, there's that. Can y'all hear me? Is this better? Test, check. We'll try this one. All right, so God blesses us because he's good and because he's up to something good. In Galatians 3, Paul really stresses that first point. And he just says, hey, look, look, we're all cursed because we don't keep the law perfectly. If God gives us what we, do, what we are due, we're due his cursing because we don't keep the law. But, he says, here's what's incredible. What's incredible is that the one, the only one, Jesus, God the Son, who actually kept the law perfectly and therefore deserved blessing, actually took a step, stepped into our place by taking the curse for us. See, in uh, verses 13 and 14, Paul makes this point so beautifully. He says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is Jesus. The blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Let me read that again. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. See, Jesus is the only one who deserved blessing, but he took the curse for us. Dying on the cross, hanging on a tree, so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham, so that we could be restored to God and receive the promised spirit of God through faith in Christ. This is the idea, friends, of substitution. The idea of Jesus, huh, that Jesus stood in our place and he took your curse so that you can have his blessing. That's the heart of the gospel. It's a central message of the Christian faith. So why are we blessed? First is because God is good. So he blesses us when we don't deserve it. And the second reason is because he's up to something good. And so he blesses us, but not just for our good, but also for the good of others, for God is working to restore the world to himself. Now, in light of that, how should we respond to God's blessing? That's what I want to spend the last half of this message, or third, last third of this message probably, um, on how should we respond to God's blessing. Let me just name two this morning, okay? The first is this, 
that we should respond to God's blessing by blessing God. Now, I know that's kind of weird language, but I get that from what the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus right at the very beginning of his letter. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, he says this. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. See, like, in response to God's gracious blessings given freely to us in Christ, Paul is like, hey, bless be God, to God, bless God. Now we think, well, what does that even mean? Well, it basically means praise God, honor God, and it has a connotation of obeying God. It's one of the ways that we bless and praise him. We praise him with our lips and with our lives, with our obedience, that we say, okay, God, in light of how you've blessed me, I want to honor you and obey you, not because you will, so that you will bless me, but because you already have, as he says, We've already received, we've ever already been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. So in response to God's blessing, I bless him, I praise him, I honor him, I obey him. That's not what you deserve, but giving a blessing we absolutely didn't deserve. Friends, are you responding to God in that way? I'll tell you, you will be way more compelled to respond to God that way when you understand why he blesses you. All of the blessings that you have in your life, and especially the blessing of Jesus Christ based on his goodness. When you see that, you'll be moved to want to trust him, praise him, and obey him. The second way, second fitting way to respond to God's blessing is by blessing others. When God blesses us, we respond by blessing God, and we respond by blessing others. This is drawn out of that Genesis 12 passage we see right at the very beginning when God approaches Abraham. Remember what he said? I am blessing you so that you will be a blessing. That God bless him not just for his good, but for the good of all the families or all the nations of the earth. And if you are in Christ, then according to Galatians 3 verse 14, that blessing has come to you, that you have been the recipient of the blessing that God gave Abraham that's been passed down and passed down, passed down through Jesus eventually to you. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that God's blessing that has been passed on to you through others is supposed to terminate in you? Or is it supposed to continue on through you, so that others too can be blessed. Like a, this blessing that started thousands of years ago with Abraham comes to you. Now, are you the dead end? Is that what you're supposed to be? Or is it supposed to continue to pass on through me and through you? Of course, it's not supposed to terminate in us. But God has blessed you so that you can too be a blessing. So that you can play a role in seeing the nations of the earth be blessed in Christ. See, God blesses us for a purpose that is bigger than us. He blesses us because he's up to something good, the restoration of the world. And having been blessed, you and I have the responsibility, key word, responsibility of passing on that blessing. And we've been blessed to bless. 
took my sons to go see the latest uh, Spider-Man movie, which was really good. First movie I've seen in the theater since uh, COVID, and it was, it was a great time. I had a great time. But they, uh, in that Spider-Man movie, they used the famous Spider-Man line. Any of the people who know that, like, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, friends, in, in the Bible, what we see is that with great blessing comes great responsibility. With great blessing comes great responsibility. Because God doesn't just bless you for you. He blesses you for others too. That was Dr. Seuss for you. Did you like that? All right. But it's true. It's so true. Um, and I also want you to know that that bless, that the blessing that God uh, wants to pass on to you, to others, he actually wants to pass it on uh, to even the people that you don't like. Like, we're not just called to bless people who are like us or think like us or that treat us well. We're actually called to bless our enemies and people who mistreat us. In fact, this is Jesus' teaching. And it's so counterintuitive. But when Jesus teaches on blessing others, here's what he says in Luke chapter 6. He says, I say to you, love your enemies and do what is good to those who hate you. And hear this, bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. Like Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, if you're a follower of mine, then that means follow me looks like this. It means loving and doing all of you. And we think, oh, wait, wait, Jesus, <laughs> you know, I know you're Jesus and all that, but like, wait, that, that, wait a minute. That, that's just, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Exactly, it doesn't make any sense. But that's exactly how God has treated us to be Christ Jesus. That we were not treated according to how we deserve to be treated. That God gave us blessing when we deserved a curse. And now he calls us, having received that blessing, to turn and treat others likewise. And as a result, see, as a result of God's blessing, we have been brought into the family of God, the blessed family of God, and his spirit has come to reside in us. And as a result of that, we have the power and ability by God to treat others like Jesus, to do what Jesus did. And so we are to practice the way of Jesus, which includes blessing those who mistreat us. And guys, man, how much does our culture need that right now? So we live in a cultural moment that's just growing worse and worse, where we have the, like, we, it's just full-on bought into the idea that if someone mistreats you or you disagree with them or they think about politics or anything differently than you, then you can attack them and you can justify it because you're right and they're wrong. And our culture desperately needs the followers of Jesus to truly follow Jesus, to practice the way of Jesus, which includes blessing those who you disagree with Blessing those who mistreat you, who speak poorly of you, to love them, to do good to them, to pray for them, just like Jesus did. And God calls us to do that because he, again, is working to restore the world to himself. And so he says, I have blessed you to be a blessing. In fact, 
podcast, y'all know that's the reason why we're still here living in this broken world. If you are a follower of Christ, and you have his spirit within you, do you know why he has not returned yet? Do you know why he hasn't remade the world and restored it, brought his kingdom? You know, it's, it's because he still has people in this world, families, nations, to know him, that he wants his blessing to come to. See, guys, if we think, man, God's just interested in blessing me, that that's like all this blessings come all the way from Abraham all the way to, to me, and now it's going to stop in me. That that kind of thinking is like, well, but God's just, all he cares about is blessing me. If that was true, then Jesus would have returned by now. Because in the kingdom of God, when Jesus fully comes and he establishes his kingdom, like everything's going to be made right. Like blessing galore, right? And no mourning and no crying and no death. Everything is going to be perfect. That's where the real blessing, I mean, the, the best blessing is. And so if God is only interested in blessing you, that he would just return. He, he would set up his kingdom fully here. But he hasn't yet. Because God, is, he loves you, and he wants to bless you, but he doesn't just bless you for you. He wants the blessing, his blessing, to come through you to others. That's why he hasn't returned yet. I get all this from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, when we're told, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. In context, it's his promise to return. He's not slow to fulfill his promise to return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So God wants the blessing to continue so that others could be restored to him through Christ. And he wants that blessing that you have received to pass through you to others. That's why we are still here living in this broken world. It's because he's up to something good. And your blessing is a part of that. But don't let it stop in you. Pass it on to others so they too can know Jesus and find life, eternal life in him and be restored back to him. Friends, are you partnering with God to bless the world? Or his blessing at this moment, has it just reached a dead end in you? Say, well, Jake, how do I do that? How do I bless others like like, what are you talking about? You're saying, like, you know, I just need to, like, force some conversations about Jesus on people who don't really aren't interested or want, want to have that conversation. Uh, no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, the way that we learn how to bless the world is by looking at Jesus. For Jesus practiced blessing others. And we can learn how to bless others when we follow the practices of Jesus. And here's what we see in Jesus Jesus tells us himself that he came to seek and save the lost. And so if that's true, then we think, okay, well, well Jesus, what did you do? How did you live to, 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 to see the blessing pass from you to them? And as a church, we've actually identified those practices. And we've, we've, <laughs> we've put them together in a, in a handy-dandy acronym. I know you all love acronyms, right? Handy-dandy acronym, um, spelling out the word bless. Isn't that, isn't that clever? And we... we 
like these practices are the practices of Jesus by which he blesses others. And it's how we can be a blessing to others and help people partner, help people, as we partner with God, help people turn to Jesus and be saved in him. And I just want to quickly give them to you, and I mean quickly, but I do want to give a quick plug as well. Because uh, y'all might have heard last week that we're promoting our training huddles right now. And every semester we do training huddles. They're like 10 to 12 weeks long. And one of the, one of the training huddles that we do every, every uh, semester is literally entitled, How to Bless Others Like Jesus. And in that, we teach you this to help you learn how to be a blessing like Christ is a blessing so that others can be blessed through you in him. And I really would encourage you to take a step to sign up for that huddle. This semester, Rob Walton is leading that huddle, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really good. So check that out, okay? But in that, you'll receive the training and some accountability help to put it in practice. But for now, let me just high level give you a taste of what it is to be a blessing in light of how we've been blessed. And the first is this. first practice of Jesus that we teach is that you are to begin with prayer. That's the B. Begin with prayer. And this is how Jesus blessed people very, like before Jesus even began his ministry, what's he do? He gets away for fast, fast and pray for 40 days. Like he's praying throughout his ministry. Regularly people are coming to him. And, and what you see is that he would escape to, to get time alone with God and to pray. John 17, we see a whole prayer for Jesus in that prayer. He literally prays for me and you. It's fantastic. But Jesus, he began with prayer. We begin with prayer in his way to bless people. And that we would say, please, the first thing you do is just identify people you want to see God bless through you and begin praying for them by name. That's the first step. The second step is to listen, to listen with care. And Jesus is famous. You read through the Gospels, you see that he asked so many more questions than he answered. And Jesus listened because he truly cared about people and he truly wanted to get to know them. Yes, that's how we bless people, is that we actually really get to know people. Not, not as projects, but as people that we love, that God loves, and we get to know them. We listen with care. The, the next step is, is eat. We eat with others. Uh, one of my favorite things about Jesus is that he, there's only three times that he actually makes a, bla- a, a very blunt statement about why he came. He says, I came to seek and save the lost. Sorry, share, share that one. He also says he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And then another time he says, I came eating and drinking. The first two tell us why he came. The third tells us how he came. That he came to seek and save the lost and to serve others by getting time with them over a long, drawn-out meal. That's the way that we bless others is the same way. We have, have them over to our house. We, we, we show and extend hospitality. We truly get to know people. We eat with them. The next S, the way we bless people, a practice of Jesus is that we serve. I already shared that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And so we serve with kindness. We look for ways to truly help people to enter into their lives and their world. And even on this, it's kind of counterintuitive, but we also are humble and we allow ourselves to be served by others, to build that friendship to where it's mutual. We serve and we're served we serve with kindness. That's what Jesus is, how he blessed people. And then the final S is this, that we actually share our Savior. We share specifically how Je- what Jesus has done for us. And we help people see what he can, he can do for them, who he is and what he's done for them. 
And in the context of this, it's not, an, it's not a forced conversation. It's a true friendship conversation when you understand them and you know them, having listened to them and eating with them and being with them and being their genuine friend, you're able to have insight in to say, hey, I just want you to know, this is what Jesus has done in my life, and I would love that for you because in him is life and life to the full. Friends, this is how we bless people because this is the way that Jesus blessed people. It's how he's blessed you. Because he's blessed you, now he wants to bless others through you. Because why does God bless us? Because he's good. And because he's up to something good. How do we respond to that? We bless God. And we bless others with God. So that all the families, all the nations of the earth will one day be blessed. Because that's what God is waiting on. So will you respond? Will you get in the game will you let his blessing pass through you to others thank you for listening to the midtown church sermon podcast we hope this ministry has blessed you if you would like to support this ministry you can donate at midtownaustin.org